And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast episode, I have my friend Crichton with me. Say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. This is a new version of a South Mississippian Dr. Oz show. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And today we are actually going to be doing how to deal with a creative person and how to handle them when you're dating them. So without further ado, let's go on ahead and get into it. So as far as relationships go, as far as things go, dating someone with a creative mind, it takes a lot of, here's the thing, you have to deal with them with respect, patience, and understanding. And, you know, if so, so, for me, for someone that can't really explain, you know, to really go ahead and tell someone how I actually feel and try to explain that and everything, it's very awkward. It's very awkward indeed and stuff like that what about you well yeah and i think that everybody who's watching this needs to know when we speak about creative people we're talking about like actors actresses musicians um writers a painters anybody that is a entertainer you know um so that's kind of like what we mean by creative But I totally 100% agree with you, John. Patience is the key. (laughs) Because, oh my gosh, we, it's like um, I wrote a Facebook thing, and it's very true. Um, Most creative people, it's like having a gerbil let loose in your mind, and it just, it's just firing ideas left and right, right? And he's just going 90 to nothing, right? And if you're in a relationship with a creative person and they really, really like you, you're in for an earful. (laughs) (laughs) Because pretty much it's right there on our faces if we're into you or not. That's another thing, though, too. But also, too, we can also be very complex in how we actually tell somebody how we actually feel. Because, you know, it's one thing to go in our, in our heads, we can actually tell somebody how we feel, but coming out verbally with it on how we actually tell somebody how we feel about that person comes out totally lopsided to the point where it's like, okay, where did that come from? I did not want to talk about Skittles. I wanted to talk about how, how, I, how much I care about this person, but it comes out awkward. It comes out lanky. It doesn't feel right it, or anything like that because in our heads, we have it planned out on how we want to actually talk and everything and it just comes out all gibberish to the point where the person doesn't understand where we're coming from but also too we are very awkward people whenever we're dealing with our own understanding as well because i like the analogy they used for example when about the christmas party setting yeah because that Mm -hmm. because you know that that comes from me in a sense because of what i went through right um let's see Mm -hmm. brandy asked uh does writing your own poetry count Running your own what? Po- poetry. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, look at Edgar Allan Poe. Hmm. You know? Definitely. I mean, I mean, he wrote The Telltale Heart. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he was awkward at social gatherings. You know? I right. mean, Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, um, so, yeah, poetry is, they're, they are essentially writers. You know? Exactly. And which, you know, 
that brings me to a thing where like with creative people, there's two different types. There's like, well, let's say there's type A and type B, like, okay. And then it's basically introvert and extrovert. Now, what I mean is introvert is your quiet thinker. The one that is quiet, you know, I, I don't like talking to ma- the masses of people. And then you have the extrovert, people like me. <laughs> you stick me in a room full of a thousand people, it's like, I, I, I go nuts. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. you know, I just go interact and uh, be telling jokes and, uh, and, but then there's some people that's in that gray area, you know, they, they, they know how to act the part, but deep down they want to go home. You know, they're like, I do not want to be here, but I know how to play it, you know? Right. And that's like me. I'm an, well, I was an introvert at one time Mm -hmm. where basically at a Christmas party for work and everything. Yes, I was at work and yes, I felt awkward because normally we try to stick to where people that we know. So that way we can have a conversation so we don't actually stick out as an awkward person. But here's the thing. I don't know anything about my coworkers. Most of them. So I was sitting next to the IT guy and everything. I'm like, what am I, what do I have in common with him other than the fact that we both like computers, electronics, and stuff like that? What if I say something stupid? The whole entire analogies of things that I was thinking in my Mm -hmm. head of things, even though I'm not, here's the thing no one's forcing me to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But to show some politeness, to show some kindness and everything, I'm going through the exaggerations in my head with my anxiety. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would just go on ahead, take a piece of cake or whatever that they're having. I would get up, go to my, go to my bosses in our office and eat there. And that would be it. Now, on the other hand, with me having the podcast and stuff like that, I'm a lot more outspoken and everything. So that part of me of being an introvert has actually helped me. There are some other areas that I do wind up becoming, in that gray area where I need to improve in as far as the awkwardness goes and stuff like that. But I'm not like the awkward person where I have to feel like Sheldon Cooper from the big bang theory and go, uh, go into the office and eat. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, Uh, another thing too, about, you know, creative people, when we're in a relationship, you know, and I think that because I don't want to offend somebody who's creative watching this, <laughs> but I'm trying to hit a narrow spectrum of it. You know, we the one key thing, the key essential thing is communication. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, for example, with creative people, we're spontaneous, but not like, hey, I'm so spontaneous. Let's drive out to Los Angeles and live out in the streets like a, you know, and or and, let's jump on yeah. this car that's about to come. Yeah. Come towards me. We're not that spontaneous, but we're spontaneous with our thoughts. Like if we get a great idea that we think would be a form of entertainment, whether it's writing or making a movie or writing something, an article up, what do you think we're going to do, John? We're going to 
stay ahead. We're going <laughs> to keep writing. We're going to, before we know, we don't even realize what we get lost in our own words. And we basically. get lost in it. Yeah. We get lost in our own little world. And that's why we have to have whoever you're with has got to be a good, good communicator with you. And it's like, uh-huh. You know, I, I see that John has been writing for over two hours. <laughs> I think I need to tell him to eat, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Just, just come over and be like, stop, you know, for a minute. <laughs> what? I want to feed you. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, but that's what, you know, with a creative person, the key thing is you have to communicate and not dominate. There's a difference between right. communicate and dominate, you know. And we'll get to that in a minute, though, too. Yeah. Uh, Brandy also said this, too. She said, I find that creative people can be intense. And she goes, she also said, I know I am intense and extremely expressive. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We can be. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, and other creative people that I know, that's... Now, I, you know, and I can speak on, not on behalf of people, but from what I've seen with other actors and actresses, uh, you know how, like, you see the big Hollywood people, actors and actresses, they have these meltdowns? Yeah. And then they record it, you know, right. <laughs> and it leaks out when, you know, and, and of course you got the reporters and stuff that says, ah, that was set up. It was a publicity stuff, but people who work in the industry is kind of like, I don't know. They, they can be rather intense, you know? Right. And also too, very sensitive mm-hmm. and, as well. Yeah. Like if you target them the wrong way, they take the like they don't mean to do it or anything yeah. like that. But when you target a certain area and everything, mm-hmm. it feels like you're being attacked when you're yeah. not really being attacked. Right. You're, they're just giving an opinion or some criticism and everything. Mm-hmm. And you actually just have to slow down and say and ask yourself this or th- is this person trying to help me or is this person actually trying to help me? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you actually have to be your own judge because you know you mm-hmm. better than anybody else. Yeah. To be honest with you. And, um, yeah. And seeing, and which I want to add, like people who are in the public eye, right? Like me and you, John, we know how to take criticism, constructive criticism, right? right. From the public and things like that. That's, you got to have a tough skin. Right. But when you're in a relationship with somebody, and they want to give you constructive criticism, they kind of got to tread lightly. They got to know how to handle you. You know, it's like, look, I don't mean to insult you. <laughs> and it's like, don't you, don't you get mad at me. Well, I'm not trying to be mean, you know. And it's like, right. oh, okay. You know, because you can admit. Uh, you can admit it publicly. I, I'm doing it, so you can. But we can get sensitive when we're in a relationship with the criticism in a one-on-one, you know, and we also become very defense. We could be our default mode is defense mode because we want to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. So to come at us, say, Hey, look, I want to help you to benefit from something and I don't want to attack you. is actually the right type of wording that you can actually do 
to yeah. us so that way our walls are actually not having to be up mm-hmm. and you can actually talk to us right and everything because if you come at us like right away out of the blue we're like okay where did that where the hell did that come from well, yeah <laughs> you know but you know uh, another thing though too that i want to mention is this i'll probably never date an actress or anything like that for the simple matter of the fact that you know the auditioning then also too on top of everything else too that they have to do that's just a busy lifestyle that's just something that i do not want here's the thing i don't it's like okay i don't mind you auditioning but i also want some time for 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 you and I kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'd like to see you every once in a while. Right. You know? Not like yeah. two ships passing by, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's another thing though, too. Mm-hmm. Like I can't see myself doing that. You know, yeah. and to me, doing what I'm doing and then balancing out a regular relationship is exactly what I need. Right. And everything versus the other direction. Because here's the thing: you can get wrapped up in your own mind saying, you know what? It may not be such a bad idea to date an actress or an actor or anything like right. that because we have similarities. We have certain things that we can actually go mm-hmm. do. Then you come to the realization if you're when you're with that person, you're like, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> because I'm spending yeah. more time eating alone than I am being with someone. With someone. So, yeah. And that's the crazy lifestyle. It, it, it is. I mean, because like... I, I and you can look at the A list celebrities. I, they they've went years without having a job, but you know, a, a, like an acting job. And then that one, you know, whatever aligns in the stars and whatever you know, <laughs> whatever magic Hollywood magic that is. I don't know, but they get that one role, and then their career takes off. You know, and then they're on the busy schedule. It's like. That's why you see a lot of celebrity marriages just because they don't see each other. They're no. married, but it's like they see each other probably if they're lucky, five days out of the month. If they're lucky, you know, and that's just because they got an off day from filming, you know, and it's just a real insane crazy type of scheduling um and it it can be tough it can be very very tough uh on another level with actors and actresses because you know they get rejected so much because when you're an actor and actress you you have studios and people like myself that's Mm -hmm. like no you're not right for this part we're not looking for somebody with brown hair we're looking for somebody with blonde hair you know what i mean you have to get ready for the rejection from a studio right but when you get that job and you're like yay i got a role i can work well you've been waiting two months you know you're not going to screw it up you know to get your thing going <laughs> right exactly yeah and if that means you know sorry like sorry babe i'm gonna be gone for two weeks out of you know <laughs> i gotta <laughs> film this i'm sorry it's part right. of the game with it and right. it's tough and it takes somebody who is somebody who is used to the person that 
gets up in the morning, nine, works a nine-to-five job, right? It, it's not a nine-to-five job. No, it's the filming industry is something that takes a like hours, not even a 40 hour job. If you think about it, mm-hmm. it goes way past your average 40 hours. Mm-hmm. To, and not only that, but even you might not even be doing acting, for example, you might actually be just waiting mm-hmm. out in, in your trailer the whole entire time until one o'clock in the morning to film something. Mm-hmm. And everything, and so it's like, what do I do with that time? And everything yeah. too. But you know, you also have to find a, somebody too that will actually balance things, has a, have a balance mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, I'm gonna let you chase your passions. I'm gonna let you go ahead and do this and everything. I know this is all pretend, anyways, and stuff like that. I trust you, right? But and I'm also gonna have you let you have some leeway, and I know you're gonna be coming back to me, but. I need you to come back to me and spend some time with me at the same time. You need to actually have someone like that. If you're just an average Joe who doesn't really understand yeah. the filming, the film industry or anything like that. And you're wanting that full on attention. You're not going to get it Mm-mm. because yeah. you're just not going to get it. That's just the way, it, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And you know, I understand how the film industry is, but if you ever date somebody and, you know, and then you think, hey, this is actually pretty cool. I'm actually dating an actress. And then all of a sudden it changes and it turns into something that you never thought would would be that. Mm-hmm. It turns into the opposite effect of the yeah. fact that she's she's gone most of the time. She's yeah. not there. She's not, um, I'm going through a rough patch. She's not mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Or anything like that. You're looking for somebody that can actually connect with to actually hold yeah. you on that emotional level. But if that person's not there and she, that person's filming and doing mm-hmm. everything else, it's hard to lean on somebody at that time. So really, if you're just an average person, it's not going to work out. Definitely mm-hmm. not. You have to have patience, understanding, and trust mm-hmm. when it comes down to that. And another aspect of it is like, um, creative people, and this goes for that group. I just of uh, wonderful, talented, creative people. You know, um, is the publicity that comes along with it. You know how they say there's fame and fortune in Hollywood, right? Well, you know when you're outside of Hollywood, you get fame, but you've got to if you're with somebody who has some fame you know the person who's got the fame knows how to handle it but if you're involved with that person it might be a bit of a shocker for you (laughs) you know i mean it might be like you know just because you know whoever like if i'm if i had a girlfriend right and me and her are going to walmart to go just get socks and underwear and then somebody comes up to me and to ask for an autograph you know for like how many chances I would sign it and then they may look at her and say oh you're with him you know and she might take that as an insult or uh, you know what I mean so whoever you're with they have to be prepared for publicity for a not attacks because most people don't do that crap, you know. They're right. they just want to see you and say hello and tell you, Oh, I love your stuff, or you know, 
right. stuff it was crap you know or <laughs> it was boring you know or but they got to learn how to just go with the flow and just and you just know, accept it yeah right. you just accept it that's it's like you know what that's their that's their choice i just got to put on the little blinders and <laughs> exactly what i came in the store to get you know Exactly. Let that be just part of your day kind of situation mm-hmm. and then just move on from it. Because if yeah. you let it sit there and settle in and just let it uh, marinate and everything, you're go- it's just going to make you go even crazier with your anxiety. Yeah. And everything mm-hmm. too. Because our anxieties can actually play games with us to the point yeah. where, you know, it can make you think thoughts that you <laughs> that yeah. we didn't even mean to think yeah. because here's the thing if you're gonna if some random person just goes on ahead and says oh you're with that person and everything that might just be a shocker that you're with someone right and didn't expect you to be with someone that does not yeah. necessarily mean that that person was not right for that person it just means specifically just, yeah you know they don't know what else to say so they think of the first thing that pops up in their <laughs> mind if you think about it yeah, it's like okay, I got my autograph now. I said my, I said hi. Now what do I do after that? <laughs> you know, right? So, you know, it's one of those things where like I don't know what to say after. What do I do? And so, like okay, I'm just gonna say this, and then I'm, then I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> right. So, and you know, and like for the creative people who are watching this, and they're like, okay, well, I just got into a relationship, but you know, the person I'm with has no idea how to do this or know how to handle this. My advice is if somebody comes up to you and asks for an autograph and the person you're with is not a people person, is more of a, you know, quiet, just ask them to, you know, stay near you and just put their arm around you or just hold your, you know, or say, get the person whoever you're with to say you know it's like you want to take a selfie or you know look at your whoever you're with and be like would you mind taking a grabbing their phone and taking a picture of us you know or whatever or all three of us or something to that effect you know uh because it doesn't make who you are in a relationship feel excluded right it makes them feel like they're included in this with you yeah and to where they can support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't want to be like, you know, you know, just like, sure, let's take a selfie. And, you know, you want to get your, the person you're with involved with you because why else would they be seeing you, <laughs> you know, or why right. else would they be, they, there's something there, but I don't know that's between you and whoever, <laughs> but uh, it's just try not to, the creative people who are watching this, try not to make your partner feel like what you're doing is such a foreign world. Like, you know, try to bring them into your world, but away from the danger of it. Right. Another thing too is make them feel a part of your work. Let them Mm -hmm. look at some of your work. Yeah. Open to criticism, but also to be open to criticism, but also to do your own thing though, too. Yeah. And adjust it, adjust your screenplay or do adjust your music to according to how you want to do it, not according to how the other person wants to do it. Mm-hmm. But always consider their um, 
advice though is my is my advice to that to someone that's creative mm -hmm. as well because that's what i do with this as well with this podcast because my yeah. podcast is my art i may not yeah. draw but my voice is, is my your art, art my stuff that's right right so you know the way i see it is yeah. this you know i get advice from people all the time i take a, i take some oh. some advice and then after that I built my advice on top of what I think is great for the format. And then I adjust the advice the way that I need to and twerk, tweak it the way I need. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and I agree with what you just said, but there's one thing that we haven't touched on okay. that, you know, if you're somebody who is not, a creative person and you're on the other side, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, I'm watching this because I don't know how to handle, you know, this creative person. Let them let you, whoever you're involved with, whoever's creative, let them daydream. I cannot stress that enough because being creative and daydreaming, that's where these imagination, that's where, you know, like Disney, imagination is alive, you know, right. <laughs> it's, uh, that's where to encourage daydreaming, but you also got to be like, you know, I ain't going to let you sit around for two hours daydreaming, you know, because <laughs> <Right. laughs> a shut off switch. Yeah. Somewhere. You know, you got to stop it at a moment, but you got to know that's part of the creative mind. I mean, you know, think of Stephen King for a minute. What if he didn't daydream? Think of all the movies and books we wouldn't have been able to watch, you know? True. And so. also, too, another thing, though, too, is I feel like this, and it goes back to the daydreaming thing and stuff like that. My, whenever I'm working, that squirrel in the cage, I'm always constantly thinking of ideas for the show. I'm always constantly... Uh, thinking of other ideas that can actually enhance the channel. I'm always about the channel and everything too, to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to write this down <laughs> and stuff like that. I, I find myself daydreaming quite a bit on certain things and certain aspects of yeah. how I want it to go down and how I want people to receive it and everything too, and hoping that people will actually enjoy it and everything mm -hmm. because I have a good time of actually just creating stuff in my mind but it's, here's another thing, though, too. The way that it's created in your mind doesn't always project well whenever you're actually about to do something. Because, prime yeah. example, and everything, I did maybe six takes on the recording side of just the audio podcast one time. Yeah. And I was like, nope, this is not for being projected right. I'm going to have to come back to this later. <laughs> yeah. After my sixth time, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing right. it anymore. Uh, but, you know, Here's the thing. I feel like having someone in your corner mm -hmm. to be able to back you, to yeah. be able to give you some creative uh, creativeness and help you along the way, is a great mm -hmm. thing to have. Yeah, the relationship is 100-100. It is not 50-50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to back your partner just like how they back you. Yep. And I promise you, they're going to end up respecting you for it. Whether or not you agree with some of the things that they do or anything like that, they will at least respect your opinion and everything, yep. too. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, you know, it's like what you said earlier. 
patience. You you gotta you get you gotta have the patience of Job in the Bible. Yeah, I mean with yeah with creative <laughs> people. <laughs> you, you do. I mean, and but once you figure out how to dance dance the dance with the creative, okay. Once, and I'm speaking not to creative people, to your people that are involved with creative people. Once you figure out the tune, the beat of their drum, it's you're able to process it and you're able to harness, if you will, uh, things to where you know that's going to be best for both of you. Exactly. Um, and like, uh, it, it reminds me of an old Southern saying, you know, peeling an onion, there's a lot of layers. Right, you just have to go through each layer and try to be patient with that layer. Yeah. Um, another thing, though, too, is like if you go on ahead and just hit us with something out of the blue and don't even say, hey, look, can you? I need to talk to you about something. And then all of a sudden you just go straight into it. It's like it'll be like total shock. It's like oh, we just yeah. freeze up because we don't know where certain where that part comes from. Uh-huh. So we're like, okay, I don't know where that comes came from, and everything. I thought everything was fine. If all of a sudden you just go on ahead and yeah. just lash out, we're gonna get angry too because you're latching out at us. Before you mm-hmm. know it, it's a shouting match. Yeah. And everything. But if you're just going in and talk to us and say, "Hey, look, I'm I'm needing you your attention for a minute. We need to talk. Yeah. We'll be patient. We'll be understanding with you." Because mm-hmm. you're patient and understanding towards us too, because you actually understand us or trying to get to understand us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, with actors and actresses and directors and stuff, um, it, it really, really goes with this saying: you attract more. What's that thing with uh, you attract more with honey than vinegar? Than vinegar, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's the best thing for people that are watching this that are not creative and they're like, how do I handle, you know, <laughs> this person I'm with, come at them sweet, okay, at, at, at a sweet approach. That don't mean you, you know, if they did something wrong, yeah, you know, they deserve it. But, <laughs> right. but don't, like John, was, like he was just saying, John, don't say, don't do what you would typically do with a person, you know, like, boom, let me drop the bomb on you or something like that. You know what I mean? You got to. Exactly. Yeah, you got to pace yourself. Yeah. And it's going to make it because if you do that, if you're just like, you know, because look, we're sensitive. I mean, I hate to say it, but we really are. We are sensitive creatures deep down. Um. Now, what do I mean by sensitive? Okay. Okay, so let's take this fi- fiction here. All right, John? Okay. All right, so let's say there's a guy, and his name is Billy. Well, Billy is a normal dude that works nine to five, and his girl that he's serious with uh, says, okay, I'm going to come over to your house, and I'll be there Christmas morning, right? Right. Christmas morning, nothing. Christmas afternoon, nothing. Christmas evening, nothing. Well, what do you think Billy 
what do you think he's going to be doing when he finally talks to her? He's going to wind up being ticked off. Uh, yeah, most guys. And hurt. And hurt. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, he's going to be hurt, but he's going to do the alpha guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the, you know, right. and what the, you know, he's going to go off. Like, you do the, an actor or an actress, we're going to say that, but it goes deep like into our heart it goes deep into our soul we will remember that crap for years you know <laughs> right there's no getting it out <laughs> yeah i mean we're not going to hold a grudge but we're going to be like you know five years down the way so you remember that one christmas when you did that it still hurt my feelings <laughs> you, you know <laughs> right <laughs> like but... over it and it's like well we can't it's just we're sensitive humans you right. know because look at our job. We try to we right. try to take things and we try to make make-believe real, <laughs> you know? Exactly. We're trying to make something that's not supposed to be real into something real mm-hmm. and everything. But it cuts us skin deep, if you actually think about it, into our hearts, like you mentioned. And there's some scar tissue that's still there right. from that. It comes with a lot of healing, though, throughout yeah. time and everything, you know? So, you know, there's that. You yeah. act, it, it takes us longer to recover from something than a normal, actual, everyday Joe off the street. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's why, like, um, you know, if you look at these, you know, the A-list celebrities and things like that, when they do a breakup, and it, especially if it's public, you don't hear from them about them for a long time you know i mean right and what me and you just said that's i'm trying to give some some psychological insight to the people who are not creative so they can understand our method yeah our method of madness (laughs) (laughs) but just remember this like with walking on eggshells and stuff like that, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're aggressive or anything like that. No. It's just that there are things, there's the right way and the wrong way to do anything, everything. You just have to understand what the right way is mm-hmm. and everything. And like I said, if you go ahead and out of the blue present us with something that we're not expecting, we can actually fly off the handles without even re- no- realizing that we're going to fly off the handles. Yeah. But you just have to understand us and give us some patience and some, and everything. And we'll be good to go. Uh, another thing though, too, you mentioned the fact with sensitivity, sensitive. It's not sensitive to the fact that we cry at every sunset on a beach, right. like Brandon Frazier on Bedazzled. It just means, right. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just the fact that, you know, we're sensitive to your feelings, and we're also sensitive to our feelings, though, too. Mm-hmm. And when we're sensitive to your feelings, it's just as deep as it is for us. Yeah, that's because right. Because we care on a deeper level. We care yeah. within your heart, whole heart and soul. Just mm-hmm. like how somebody would hurt us and everything, it'll hurt us skin deep, way deep into our souls. Mm-hmm. If we care about you, we care about you, and we show that we yeah. care about you. That's the thing. Because we care skin deep, and we care deeply for that person. Mm-hmm. And everything. Yeah. Yeah, that is... God, I was like a poet. You know, I mean, <laughs> you just said, that was great. I mean, I don't think I can follow that up. <laughs> that was great. But 
but yeah, I mean, if you think about it though, man, um, is this, you know, we have to have some type of sensitivity towards the other person. It's just not all about us. No. And everything. I feel like too, we also need to come to a realization on how to treat the person that we're with though yeah. too and have that balance because mm-hmm. it's not all about us no it's also it's about the other person yeah. and you actually have to have that sensitivity where it balances it out otherwise it's all about me 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 and right. it's never about the other person so of course we have to care on that deeper level if we don't care yeah. on that deeper level then it's gonna it be is. a very uh awkward. very awkward but also to very bland it's gonna be mm-hmm. a one-sided match every single time yeah yeah, and I mean, imagine being in a, in which nobody in their right mind would want to be in a relationship where they're the one. It's all about me, 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 me. I mean, what are you, the most interesting human being on God's green earth? You know, it's like, right. I mean, it's like you just take Facebook selfies. So what? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's like, uh, but yeah. I agree 100%. It cannot be, it's got to be, it's got to be a good working relationship for sure. You know what I mean? And uh, the other's got to shake the other one's hand. Right. Exactly. Uh, What else do you want to cover though too? That's another thing. Well, um, you know, another thing is like, and, and I'm speaking for, you know, people that are not creative, you know, that's like new to being with somebody who is, um, when somebody who is creative and they say, I need my space, I need a little space. That means that we need time to get our thoughts and in, in check. You know, we just need about, you know, an hour of, I guess you would say me time, you know, um, and there, there needs to be a boundary to where, you know, boundaries set of, because with creative people, we got to have that alone time to be within our own brain, you know, of, coming up with ideas and being our, you know, whether it's just sitting in your own vehicle, sitting there writing out a song, you know, or a movie, you know. Right. Um, But if you come up to whoever you're in a relationship with, who is the non-creative type and says, I need some me time. We're not being mean. It's like, we got all these thoughts in our head. I just need to get it out, you know. <laughs> I can't say it. I just got to type, you know, or right. write or paint. I got to get this out of my head, you know. Because if I exactly. don't, I'll probably forget it, you know what I mean? It, so exactly. what? that's another thing. There needs to be like a little boundary. But understand that we're not being a jackass. We're saying that we just need to get that creative impulse out of our brain. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because once we get it out of there, that's it. It's right there on the pages. It's right there for our notes or whatever that we're going to be doing or our song lyrics or whatever you're doing, blogging, poetry, anything. 
-hmm. Once we get it out there, it's out there, and then we can actually yeah. pay attention to what we have to pay attention to. It's like having yeah. several different personalities inside your head wanting to get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of conflict when it comes mm -hmm. down to our personalities and stuff like that. But, you know, I promise you this, that dating someone that's a creative with a creative personality is... It's a, it's a great experience. And it's also yeah. a fun experience. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean fun experience as a sarcastic experience. Yeah, because, right, yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun experience because of the fact that you get to see somebody's creative side work within them yeah. and let that shine through them mm -hmm. to where you can actually understand them on a deeper level than anybody yeah. else. Because here's the thing. By podcasting and stuff like that, there's uh, Brandy's seen my creative side. She's seen right. other aspects of myself. And things like that, too, outside of that. And, you know, that's what that that's what the two they actually the person that you're with sees everything that the other the outside doesn't see. Yeah. They, and the behind yeah. the scenes stuff. <laughs> and yeah. that's you know, why when you see interviews with the other person that that's, the you know, non-creative one, they're like, so what's it like living with him? And they're like. <laughs> oh my god you have no clue <laughs> you know right exactly it's like um <laughs> you know a bobblehead just that, that's what it kind of looks like you know but yeah hey oh jenny's here too hey jenny oh hey <laughs> hey jenny and uh but yeah so you know, it's just a, um, you know, it's like you said, John, you got to be patient. You just, and you got to be, you've got to understand when you're with somebody who's creative that you're not dealing with a nine to five guy or girl or, do you know, that wakes up at eight in the morning and gets home at five and, you, you know that type of right. thing you're on the road <laughs> and you're off on the road way up for a good long minute sometimes or you may be gone for 24 hours and then wait a week and then come back for another 24 gone for another 24 exactly so you, you know the basis of it you've got to have trust you know you can't be you've got to have trust within each other without you know, trust you don't have anything right and you've got to have communication that's the pro that's the other thing um another, I, I, thing, another thing though too is like if if you're gonna watch somebody kiss somebody else on screen and everything and stuff yeah. like that too you also have to come to the understanding too that it's actually make-believe and it's not yeah. something that is real or anything like that. There are other people around the set that are going to be there to make sure it doesn't go the extra mile. Yeah. But, but, you know, you have to, if you're a jealous type, if you're that type where you're not going to like what, like it or whatever, chances is dating an actor or an actress is not going to be for you. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. you know, I would actually say look elsewhere for a relationship. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not going to be your cup of tea because, you know, I mean. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Brandy says, also creative people have big hearts. That's very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's why I like a lot of creative people, you know, not only is it the scheduling crazy for the job of acting or doing music and things like that, but there's charity events that are near and dear to you, right? I mean, because anybody who's a creative person, they've got some kind of um, personal touch that um, that deals with that charity, you know, right. like, um, you know, whether, you know, like their mom may have had breast cancer. So they're big on, you know, like supporting, you know, helping raise funds and doing stuff for breast cancer or, um, you know, people that's like me, it's got diabetes, you know, I mean, exactly. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Jenny said this, she goes, she said, you guys need Constance Dimily and go when you get an idea. What? She said that, it says right here. Oh, yeah. Did she ty- do a typo? I think so. Okay. Uh, you guys need constant stimulus well, like if it's a stimulus <laughs> check i'll take it but, yeah, me too. You know, uh, hey i could go for another one right i'm like know. uh say, you know what though i'm gonna be like uh pippin and a uh, pippin from uh lord of the rings <laughs> right. <laughs> instead of like since we're on a third stimulus i'll go for a fourth, <laughs> fourth right yeah <laughs> but yeah we definitely do need to go elsewhere when we have a good idea somewhere quiet and safe mm-hmm. and secure to where we can yeah. actually concentrate not where there's a lot of noise because if there's a lot of noise you might as well just forget it because we'll end up snapping at the snap you know it's like look i'm writing i got all these great ideas about these fictional characters be quiet you know and it's like <laughs> but yeah so it's, okay. Um, Stimulated. That's what she was okay. trying to say. Oh, okay. Stimulated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, so much for our uh, fourth stimulus check. You're right. Wanted, right. Hey, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was an awkward moment. Both of us going, what? Right. You know? <laughs> but still, <laughs> it's only good fun. Yeah. <laughs> So, what else is there um, that we should cover? Um, well, you know, if, like, somebody who, uh, I never, and this is going for people who are in a relationship with somebody who is creative. I'm talking, you know, to them, right? And, um, if you have questions, you know, or because, like, if you need to know, ask. Because we're like Pandora's box, honestly, creative people. All you got to do is ask, like, you know, what is your tick? What is that one word I need to avoid with you? What is the thing that you're most sensitive about? Or what is it that you you know, that you don't want me to do, or what's the one thing that you would love for me to do? You've got to know these little jigsaw pieces of the puzzle. And then 
which you which you kind of got it figured out, which most people do if they want to stick with a creative person. God bless you, but you know if you do, then uh, <laughs> then you can take these little puzzles and pieces, and then you get the picture, you know. And John, I cannot hear you. Ah, there we go. There we go. Uh, right. So this is another thing, though, too, that I want to mention is this, you know, I, and this is just me. I'm always like the type of person where if you want to find out something about me, come to the source. I'm the source. Go on ahead. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what t- makes me tick, go on ahead. Ask me what makes me tick. Don't ask Joe Blow down the street what makes me tick because he's not going to know. Only I'm going to know. Yeah. So, you know, that's a little pet peeve of mine is like, you know yeah. what? You want to find out stuff about me? Don't be going to, to Joe Blow down the street, who might work for the National Enquirer, to make some stuff up. Come to me. I'm 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 the person that you need to go to because if you want to know what triggers me or want to know how to actually talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> you know, without communication, you don't have anything either. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something yeah. that we also t- touched on though too. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We also this is what Jenny said. She said. We need that too. We need stimulus checks. Um, then she also said, "Tell us what you need from a partner," and then triggers, different triggers uh, that would actually trigger the person and stuff like that too. Pet peeves, things like that. You need yeah. to actually be open and honest um, with your partner about your ticks as well, not just mm-hmm. us as creative people. Right. Because here's the thing. We can actually say things that might actually be out of your in your wheelhouse of things that we shouldn't be saying because mm-hmm. it will piss you off. Yeah. You need to go on ahead and tell us, "Hey, look, don't say that. That's going to piss me off. We won't do that." Yeah. You know. That's so, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it's you both have to talk with each other, and you both have just got to be honest and. And I think that if each person, but, you know, if he had to trigger it, uh, like a, um, like a, a commonality trigger of a creative person of what not to say, don't come up to a creative person and say, you know what? I wouldn't wipe my butt with this, you know what I mean? And hold up a piece of work that they just typed out, you know? And it's like, what do you mean? Two things are going to happen. The creative person is going to go, what do you mean? What, what I worked so hard on that? Or you better get ready for world war three because <laughs> you know, it's going to explode. So, but you could also, you, but what you need to do is take that piece of paper and say, well, you know, I read this, and I'm pulling a Jenny because Jenny is phenomenal at this. She's like, you know, Jenny would you know, like bring and say, "I've read this, Creighton." Now, this is just a suggestion, but this is just a suggestion. Now, you see right here where it's like you chop that guy's head off. I think it would be better if he maybe not so much graphic. You know, that's all I'm saying. You know, and it's like. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, but if she would have come up to me and was like, I wouldn't wipe my butt with this, you know, I'd be like, or just yeah. 
tell with no explanation as to why something sucks. Right. Because here's the thing. We, we want like to have right. And like Brandy's told me before though, too, that I'm the type of person that likes to talk. I'm the type of person that was is very let's see, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Uh, ex- expressive, someone mm-hmm. that right. you know is very opinionated. There we go. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, you know what? What? Why didn't you like it? What made you not like it? Tell me what I need to do so well, I can I, do my job properly, so I can actually do it right mm-hmm. and everything. You know, that's so, yeah. That is a true creative thing as well. For those who are going to be involved <laughs> in a relationship. That's the commonality of a creative trait. Let's see here. And then Jenny says, too, she goes, I know what makes me uh, makes me tick is food. Um, <laughs> then she goes, respect is a must. Yes, respect. And laughing my butt off. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think she was just laughing at something that we said. So, yeah, yeah she, was, so she probably saw that me doing the imitation <laughs> right and right she was like she was like ah, it wouldn't I, it was a lot more dramatic you know so. <laughs> you <did. laughs> uh, let's see but yeah inquiring minds want to know yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so i think that pretty much covers just about everything um yeah. what do you think yeah i mean you know Hold on one second, Crane. I don't mean to stop you or anything no. like that. Hold on one second. Um, Jenny said this. Oh, man, I love everything y'all do. I do not I hear as I'm not here as a credit. Um, I'm not near as cre- creative. Okay. Uh, I've got a good helping of creativity. <laughs> My thing is help me uh, stray out, out of it, out of the way. Okay. See, and that's something else with creative people, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or when I mean self-esteem, I mean self-esteem into their creativity. Uh, like to me, because I know Jenny and I've known Jenny for so long. Good God, she's like a genius. She's like a walking Einstein. I, I've never seen a thing like it. I mean, I, I don't like I know how to get a light. And put it on, you know, to where it looks like this, you know. But Jenny could come in and it's like she would know what the Kelvin of it is and what she would be having this digital thermometers of light readers and all this Ghostbuster crap. And I would be like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to make it look better. But and she would be making me look orange on this side and blue on the other. I mean, I don't know how, but. That is just something she's able to creatively do, right? And right. there's a lot of people out there. They're so gifted and creative. And they just, when they tap into it, it's going to explode. Exactly. And here's another thing that Matthew, this is something that Matthew Saxon asked. Uh, should you let the person know about your creative side right away or let them find out gradually? So for me, I would do this. If you're on a first date, you're getting to know each other, right? So what I always like to do, 
Some people like to do this. Dinner and a movie. Do it as backwards. Do movie and dinner. Because then it gives you a chance to converse with each other and have something to talk about. So therefore you have a little bit of interest to talk to that person. So then you can talk about your hobbies, your likes, your dislikes, your ticks, what doesn't tick, and say, hey, look, by the way, I'm an artist. Um, I'm a writer. I'm a painter. Or whatever art that you're doing, let them know. Let it be known that you do certain things so that way they know what time do they need to put in with you and what times that, you know, that they're there for your emotional support and also to be there for you. And so that way you guys can actually spend time together as well, because therefore you can actually balance things out that way because it's like, Oh, okay. You're a creator. That's actually pretty cool. You know, um, tell me more about it. Then the more you tell them about it, it's like, okay. And then the, the question at, at the table is this, how many, how much time are you going to put into me and everything too? Because that's going to be another common sense answer, that question that someone's going to ask. And you just have to say, look, I'll still have time for you. I'll still make time for you. And, I, and I'll promise you that I'll balance things out to the point where it doesn't cause us to lose interest in each other. Because that's like the last thing I need. But Jenny's right, though. Communication is the key. If you're a creative person, do not hide that, that you're a creative person. Let that light shine through you because... Your creative side is what the person might be attracted to. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. God, keep preaching, John. Keep doing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, man, that was great. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, if you're going to end up at a table and you don't want it to be awkward, do a movie. Do a movie. Do something to where you guys are both talking after. And everything. Get a coffee. It doesn't have to be dinner or anything like that. But it gives you a chance to converse with each other. It gives you something for something in common. Also to express your creative side because your creative side is your best side to go with. And say, hey, look, by the way, I'm actually a screenwriter. And this and I do this on the side. I do have a nine to five job. I do have a regular job. But I also do this off on the side, though, too. But I promise you that. I'm not going to take my t- not going to take any time away from us or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I will find balance and everything. Yeah. If you're worried about me not uh, being able to spend time with you, because that's also another key factor is spending time with that person. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can actually become very fearful of that, though. It's like, yeah. does this person who has a creative personality have enough time for me? And that's mm-hmm. a very common. Don't here's the thing: when someone asks you that, don't be too sensitive to the point where you're not you're going to shut that person off or they think that they're coming out rude because they put yourself in the point perspective of the person that isn't uh creative who yeah. is just a regular average person uh-huh. they want to know if they're going to have time for you for them and that's understandable yeah. because we all yeah. want time with our partner we all want time with that certain sure. someone so of course that's going to uh, wind up being something that they want to talk about yeah, you know, and they want to know. Um, this is just what Jenny said, though, too. So that is uh, that is who you are. If they are going to love you, they have to love all of you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it goes the other way as well. You, as a creative person, have to have the same love and feeling because, well, 
we are sensitive humans, you know what I mean? But that's why most creative people, we have guardians. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we have people that watch us. That's like, you know, like I, like me personally, I have Jenny and Matthew. That's like, they overlook and make sure that because they know I'm so open hearted and I'm so sensitive that I can be gullible. <laughs> and I really can. I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> I'll admit I'll own up to that fact though, too. I can be gullible. Yeah. You tell me that you just got back from Mars, I'll probably wind up coming yeah, close to believing like, it. Well, maybe like, not that far fetched, but still. <laughs> right. And you know, they you know, like the the not only these two that I just mentioned, but there's others, you know, family members and things like that, that keep a close eye or not close eye, but they watch over me because they know how a creative, my creative brain works. And that's why like somebody who's getting involved with somebody who is creative and they're like, Christ, why why is it like meeting two families? You know, honestly. Right. And that's kind of why. I hope that Let's makes see. sense. Yeah, that did. That, to be honest with you, that actually does make sense. Uh, Jenny also said this. She said, have y'all seen the love language test? Look it up. Everyone has a love language. For some, it's physical touch. For some, it's um, affection. And other people people's as other things look it up love language okay i'll give that a shot as a matter of fact i'll do that after the show and everything yeah so huh wow i didn't realize that i didn't know that there was a such thing as a love language test or anything like that so i might actually have to look into that yeah i mean the only way i know about love language is just from what i've <laughs> learn from Jenny you know it's like does she lean in when she talks to you like that and I'm like yeah she's like she likes you you know oh, why didn't you say that before you know right because body language yeah. tells, tells everything you know but Jenny you're the writer you're supposed stuff. to know if <laughs> but see that's the other part of being creative it's like we can write right. it out all dang day we can write out the best love right. sappy notebook sad wonderful thing but you get us in real life we're kind of like hey, what, what exactly happened? you know <laughs> exactly man like i remember posting this one thing on my on my personal instagram account right it's an anime character where her leg is actually up on the wall and there's this guy who's actually kind of awkward and lanky and the girl is like really into him and then there's a there's a thing so i'm not sure if she's into me <laughs> but she has her leg up all the way up on the wall being really flirty and the guy's like i'm not sure if she's into me right and that's actually the caption <laughs> i'm like yep i can relate <laughs> Just... uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but let's see here uh creative minds are are one tap uh, tact and once we are we are in our zone we lost tra we lose track of time yep that's yeah. true that's true. Um, Jenny says it's eye opening. Love language is really cool. Okay. Awesome. So, to our listeners and everything, check out love language. It's yeah. 
So Google that and check it out. Let us know what you think about love language. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we want to cover or if anybody that is watching right now, go on ahead Ew. and comment in the live chat and everything. We'll take y'all's questions because I, sure. here's the thing. I love taking questions that you guys send in and everything. It gives us yeah. a chance to interact with you and things like that. So go on ahead. If you have any questions in the next five to 10 minutes, we'll go on and take them. Right. If, That'd be great. I mean, it would. Uh, um, and, but yeah, it's uh, definitely, uh, you know, if you're ever in a relationship, you just got to communicate with each other. Right. I think that's really what it is. You've, um, like, me personally, what aggravates me personally... Hey, Justine. <laughs> well, is... Uh, who was that? Oh, Justine. Oh. Okay. And uh, it's like the communication... Uh, I'm, I'm doing a late wave because I was like okay. right in the middle of a... I, was, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Ah, you know, <laughs> but uh, is the ghosting aspect of things. You know what I mean? Right. It's like um, I know when you're in your 20s and things like that, that's part of the dating game. But when you get in your 30s and 40s uh, and you have a creative mind and that's just horrible to do that. <laughs> it's like coming up to somebody that's got ADD, ADHD and babbles and putting a muzzle on it's horrible, you know what I mean, to somebody like that to just kind of ghost them. Exactly, for no apparent reason. I've done right. that. Before. I actually had that happen. Ghosting. Uh, this is what Justine said, though. Too. She said ghosting is gaslighting, and it's not cool. No, gaslighting right. is definitely not cool at all. I've been through gaslighting before. It's it's bad. Right. It's it's really bad. Um, Wait, explain gaslighting. For gaslighting is basically, if you think about it, it's it's actually a, f- a form of actually mental abuse of causing Ooh, anxiety yeah. inside of you and making you think something whenever it's not really actually there. There, and yeah. that person get, and that person get in your head. Like I've been re- through that before. Almost like a reverse psychology kind of thing. Yeah, that you know kind of I thing. Mean? Yeah, they, they implant ideas in your head that are not there, Ooh. basically. And yeah, I've been there before with my own anxieties and fears and everything. So yeah, I've been there. Um, Justin also says me too, especially whenever there's no communication between me and the other party at all of the best way, best way to order uh, in order to be able to pick that up. Is it, is their body language and see if they look at you whenever they talk. That's true. That's very true. That's very true. That's very true. Eye contact is a big thing. Yeah, and um, yeah, right. and you know, and a, a little, you know, some people because they just don't know uh, how to do eye contact, or for some reason, you know, like you know, some people are timid, so really, uh, or they just don't know how to look you in the eye. Um, a little piece of advice is if you want to look them in their eye, but you don't. Look right above, like right in between their eyes, you know, at their forehead, kind of right. here. You know what I mean? That I'm not saying to do that intentionally, but 
if you just kind of like are a nervous individual, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, and that's just a little tip. That exactly. Help. And, you know, as someone that went into like, ghosting and stuff like that, too, I've actually been there mm-hmm. where for a while somebody would act like they're into you. And then all of a sudden they wind up just all of a sudden stop t- texting you. I've been there. I'm like, OK, they have my number. I get to the mm-hmm. point where I'm like, ah, I don't care. But for Brandy's question, what makes Ooh, me tick? I like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the table so, reverse psychology has turned on Dr. Oz. You're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not helping Crichton. No, oh, my bad. Just my like, bad. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but okay. So, a couple of my pet peeves is this, and it's just little small things. It's not anything major, but they can be something. It's like, like I mentioned before, where all of a sudden everything is fine. And then an hour or two, it's like comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And it hits me and I'm like, okay, where the hell did that come from? And everything, because I don't know what to do with that (laughs) because of the fact it's blindsides you really. It blindsides you to the point where it's awkward. uh, You're standoffish. You're also defensive. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're being targeted and everything. You're not being approached the right way. That's, uh, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, that's me personally. And then there's also right. some other stuff right. too that I have to admit. There's like maybe one, maybe two more things. Like for instance, assuming something and putting into my my head that there's something gaslighting is one of the main things. Yeah, like just seeing Gas, saying, yeah. Gaslighting is one of the main things that I'm really am the because I've been gaslighted before. Yeah. And it puts ideas in my head, and I think to the extreme. When it comes down to that and things right. like that. And here's the thing it's and maybe I'm with the person I'm with or whatever doesn't know that, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they, that person doesn't wind up putting the ideas in my head or anything, but they get right. or anything like that. It's just that my anxiety with the next yeah. person is that much higher is amplified mm-hmm. to the point where like, okay, am I smothering this person? Is this person, uh, yeah. do I need to go ahead and, give that person some space so the way they can get, uh, get things together and things like that. Am I smothering that person? The anxieties and everything else, whenever it comes down to gaslighting is just mm-hmm. unreal. Yeah. It really is. It's mental abuse yeah. and everything. And that's just some of the small things that for me and everything, but there's more, I'm sure there's more, <laughs> but those are just the few things that kind of stand up for me for right now. Yeah. Right. Well, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that like what you were saying about the first thing. That's uh, it's kind of like saying we're gonna throw a surprise birthday party for somebody who has a bad ticker. Yeah, you know, it was like, why are you gonna do that to somebody who might have a heart attack? Surprise! I'm having a bigger surprise. I'm having a heart attack. You know, like why would you do that? And like the other thing about what you were just saying, you know, my gosh, that's like. I don't think Rob Zombie could would be that mean. You know? No. I don't I don't really think I think Rob Zombie would not be that mean. You know, he's a no. vegan for God's sakes, you know. Exactly. I mean <laughs> uh let's see here. Uh this is what Jenny says say that right. Then when it happens, uh then Brandy said this. She goes, I had to pick with you a little bit for uh for real, John. You have a beautiful mind. I just have to say it. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much for that. Mm-hmm. And everything. 
I feel a little bit better now that I'm off a trial. <laughs> but, Why? Yeah. but you know, <laughs> I'm just picking yeah. around. Um, let's see here. This is also what Jenny said, asked. She goes, if you're asking yourself those questions in your head, you should verbalize the uh, questions immediately so that the other person knows what you're yeah. thinking. And here's right. the thing. I've actually come better at that, to be honest with you. Good. That's great. Uh, because here's the thing. I'd be like, look, it's not, I don't say it's not me. It's, it's not you. It's me kind of thing. I don't say that. I'm like, look, there's just something that I need to get off my show, my chest. Is there anything wrong? Is there anything going on with us? Is everything cool with us? Um, mm -hmm. Are you mad at me? I'm just, I'm trying to calm my, the anxieties right. in my head, basically. Yeah. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not going for for barbatim or anything like that. Right. How I actually say things, but that's actually the thought process that I have coming out mm -hmm. whenever I'm trying to verbalize it, even and though it, it may not yeah. come out right. That's actually how I'm actually verbalizing it, so the way I can settle my mind yeah. down into where I can mm -hmm. actually communicate with that person and ask them that question, so that way it keeps my demons at bay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? See, I'm with you on that because every creative person who watches this are going to be like, John is preaching again. He just said everything <laughs> that we, that's what we try to say, but, but it don't come out right. You know, it's like, and it, it takes a while. I mean, yeah, it does. And that's why I like, uh, you know, it could be something very complicated that we have in our mind, but then we're going to just look. And the only thing we can blurt out is like, are you feeling okay? You know, but there's right. like a 10 different things that's running in our brain, but we exactly. just, you know, so patience, like John said, patience with us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And then uh, Jenny says it takes practice, like everything else. Social interactions mm -hmm. take practice to understand each other. Yep, that's true. And the more that you're with that person, the more you communicate with that person, the more yeah. that person understands you, and the more acceptance that accept, acceptance that person will actually have on you. Right. And everything, yeah. too, because now they know your ins and outs. You don't have to worry mm -hmm. about sitting at the dinner table wondering if that person's mad at you or anything like that. You don't have to worry about that. All your insecurities pretty much can get checked out and everything. Yeah. To the point where you're fine and you can have a stable relationship mm -hmm. and everything because things have calmed down a lot inside your head. Right. So, and, yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because yeah. here's the thing. When you're first getting to know somebody, your anxieties are going to be up because you don't know what to expect from that other person or anything mm -hmm. like that. So the more you take time to develop everything, the more time that you actually spend with each other, you're going to understand from an emotional level. You're going to understand from yeah. a different perspective, from both sides of the perspectives. You know, um, this is what Brandy said, though, too. She says, that's definitely my brain. Ten different things going on at once. Yeah, I, I understand. And that's yeah. also the same way with me. It's just that I have to choose which one I want to take first and then go after that one. <laughs> yeah. Brandy, you're not alone. I promise. <laughs> uh, the, five the five love languages. Google it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we will. <laughs> we will, Jenny. We will. We, you know what? We need to go in here and just get a sponsorship for the five love languages. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know what? Jenny can be my spokesperson for it. Right. 
But I'll, I'll just Google it because I'll 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 probably click on the wrong thing and I'll be like, Jenny, why am I looking at midget porn? <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, you officially broke me. <laughs> right, sorry. It's, no, it's uh, okay. It's okay. This is the creative mind. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, or back in high school, there used to be this thing called WhiteHouse.org. You do not want to go to WhiteHouse.org during that time in the 90s if you were a teenager. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. Otherwise, you're going to know what WhiteHouse.org is, especially when uh, there's a naked woman with a White House in between her. Yeah. <laughs> so... Ooh. Yeah. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was not about Abraham Lincoln because oh, I found hey, that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, guys, uh, that's probably gonna be it for our show yeah. on, <laughs> after we get done talking about midget porn and whitehouse.org. So, and ended on honest Abe. <laughs> right. <You know>? So what better way to end the show on porn? So, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, guys, if you guys like what you see, go on ahead, like, like by like and subscribe and everything to this show. We we also have audio only podcast episodes for all your likes and needs and stuff like that. If you can't watch us or anything like that, go on ahead, subscribe over there, and we'll be more than glad to go on ahead. And also too, I want I want you guys to do this too. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. It actually helps us with our ratings. Ooh. And another thing to do, so if you did subscribe to our channel, there's a little bell for a notification down on the right-hand side. That is a little notification thing to where basically when we go live, you get a notification saying, hey, look, Movie Lovers Unite is going live. So therefore, you can join us anytime. So go ahead, click that little notification bar on the right-hand side, and that lets you know that we're about to do a live show. Or you can go on ahead and follow us on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight. And we actually do our scheduling over there, though, too, where you can actually get that. And then, of course, you can follow me on Instagram as well, underneath the same name at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight, and also on Pinterest as well. Of course, you can also go on ahead, donate to the page. How do you guys do that? I'm glad you guys asked. You're just going ahead, head over to www.gofundme.com forward slash forward slash movie lovers podcast and then of course you can also head over to our other web page called movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment needs and wants and then you can also follow me on twitter at movie lovers unit at john Gregorio 8 another thing too guys is this you can also email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com and i'll you can ask me any kind of questions if you're a sponsor go on ahead send in some sponsorships and do it that way <laughs> And Fred's over here doing gang signs because he knows that I talk with my hands because I'm Italian. So I'm going to go on ahead and ask Crane this. Where can everybody reach you at, sir? It's easy. Go to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you didn't say much. Right. Yeah. Mine's short and, <laughs> short and simple like me. <laughs> short and simple. Uh, like the little Irishman off of the Lucky Charms cereal box. Short, you know. But, uh, just go to Facebook and type in how many chances or type in Creighton Films and you'll find me. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for the show for tonight. We, I'm going to be back tomorrow night for something. I don't have anything really scheduled for tomorrow night, but I might actually, with my creative mind, I might actually find something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Friday, don't forget, Friday, Falcon the Winter Soldier after show at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time for that. This is the season finale. We're going to be wrapping that up. 
Of course, you can also find the new episode that Charlie hosted on yesterday. You can find that. And of course, I came in like maybe about an hour and 30 minutes in. If you want to catch that part, you know, just go on ahead, check us out over there. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And always until next time, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.